You're listening to True Story, a night of true tales told to friends. Our next story comes from a true story party in Palo Alto, California, where the theme was the next big religious fad. So this story begins when I was 12. I was in a hotel room in Nevada, and the past week my family had just spent trying to drive our van across the entire state of Nevada. And this proved very challenging because our van was just determined to die. And we found ourselves just like out in the middle of nowhere, I think a total of like three times, holding a cardboard sign with out in the heat and like a dwindling supply of water. We're finally safe and sound in this like Motel 6 in the middle of Nevada. And I was lying on bed contemplating the existential woes of our suicidal van. Um, <laughs> and that was a bad idea because it turns out what that led to was I suddenly felt myself and the room and this Motel 6 crack open and felt like this deep chasm of darkness and meaninglessness and what does it all mean? And my 12-year-old self was just like, oh my God, what am I in for? Um, It was like this little Nietzsche moment. That really began a sort of search that has really defined my life up until this point, and that is, what is there to hold on to? Like, what is this, like, underlying thread that unifies all of existence that I can really hold on to. So I sort of like spiraled about during my teenage years and I tried everything. I tried like science, I tried relativity, quantum stuff. I was like into math for a while. Then I like did writing. I was really into dinosaurs, (laughs) baking. Um, (laughs) Everything eventually just seemed to sort of dissolve into transience and relativity and Um, I would have to move on to the next thing. So I entered college, and college really was like the start of really a very long, like, soul-deadening darkness. I'd like heard about Buddhism and like spirituality and stuff, and I like started meditating, and they were like talking about all this end of all suffering, all that. And after a while, after a lot of work, I was like meditating every day, I was exercising, it started to seem like it was working. I suddenly felt all this love for the world. It was just love for everything. I was in love with all the people. I was in love with myself. I was in love with the pain I was feeling in my knee. I was like enormous clarity of mind, increasing energy and vibrancy and creativity, feeling all of these tiny folds of our experience in a very deep way. And it was beautiful. But the problem is it, it just kept going. I found myself and I was walking to class and my body just folded out of itself into the world. I was gone. All of these like threads had really unraveled. So I was walking to class and I was just this mist. Um, I didn't have a past, I didn't have a future, I didn't have a self. And it kept going. I wondered to myself, is this some sort of, you know, illuminating experience into the nature of things? But there was something not quite right about it. And I think what it was is I was encased in this cocoon of bliss, which is really what they talk about, right? Like this eternal bliss, you know, as you realize that all of our pain is just an illusion, all our self is just an illusion. And things would happen to me that normally I would feel very disturbed by. And I would feel that, I would notice that reaction, but it was almost like I couldn't touch it. I was just, I was removed from it. 
this world that I was in was beautiful and wonderful, but I couldn't reach out into the other world that everybody else was in. So in some ways it felt so right, but in other ways it was so wrong. Like if this is enlightenment, then I don't know if that's what I want. Like I think I want to be where everybody else is. That's where I decided that this shit got freaky enough. I'm gonna go see a psychiatrist. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is really weird. <laughs> like I don't have a past. Like I used to have a past. I used to like be somebody, but I'm what? What just happened? Like so I went to a psychiatrist, <laughs> got diagnosed as bipolar. I mean, everything is just biochemical, <laughs> you know, like other people's biochemistry produces different experiences. My biochemistry produced that experience, you know, if you do other things, you can get other experiences. So is the next religious fad just some sort of enlightenment pill, you know, or is there something more to it? To what extent was that a real spiritual in insight? And to what extent was it simply symptomatic of an underlying biological condition? If you listen to all of our religious narratives, you know, these are the sorts of experiences that you really hear about. So to what extent are our religious narratives sort of informed by what we call madness? I want to say that I think to romanticize that sort of state or that sort of experience is like a terrible idea. Other experiences like that can be extremely potent and dangerous. And I think I was really fortunate. But on the other hand, I think there is something about the way these sorts of states in a minor form, in a more and even in their grander forms, really brush along the finest fabric of our existence and can inform us and alter the way that we think about the world in really deep ways. So yeah, that is the conclusion of that story. <laughs>